Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is Edna White, and this is Keeping It Real on Purpose, where we challenge your everyday thinking and limiting beliefs around life, relationships, and your business to help you live your life purposefully. I'm your host, Edna White, your life purpose coach, and I am here to share with you today Things about stuff. Now, you all know that I wrote a book called Stuff, The Things I Didn't Know About Life After Childhood Sexual Abuse. This series is going to be the beginning of what I I think is going to be my next book. And this talks about the stuff about my business, my relationship, the stuff about my financial life, the stuff about my love life, the stuff about the important people in my life, the important, the stuff about my children. And I think I'm going to share that, you know, um, in the coming weeks. And I want you to stay attentive and look out for this. So I would like to see that you like subscribe and hit the notification button so that you don't miss a minute. Now, today we're going to talk about the real, real talk about business. You know, um, as everyone knows, if you're in my audience, you're, you're, you're part of my entourage. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. If you're part of my life, you know that um, I've been in business for 20 years my, on my own, 20 years of my life. So, you know, I know how to run a business. I'm an entrepreneur and I'm on that same plane again, um, with this life coaching, which is going fantastically, um, more so than I ever thought it would be. But I want to talk about the real truth about starting business. Okay. When I started my business, I was in a male dominated field, all males, probably were all the brokers. They were the bosses, as it were, or supervisors or guiding force in this industry, in the real estate industry. And it had a different picture than what it was, what it is now. And I remember going into meetings and there were all men and they always would just say, what are you, the associate broker? And I was like, no, I'm the broker. They're like, get out of town. You know, I was like, no, I'm in town and I'm telling the truth. So it was always a surprise. But what more than that, it was always a surprise because I was young and because I was black. And then the third was I was a woman. Now I had two layers of hardships when I started my business. The second layer was women in general in the real estate industry. It took on a different connotation when you're in the room of power players who were women. And all they saw about me was that I was black and I was young and how did I do what I did? And I was... Literally, maybe there was two of us in a room at one point, um, but one was Caribbean and I was Afro-American and not one of the brokers who were women walked up to, to me to say hello. I smiled, smiled at them. 
I spoke to them and they walked right past me like I didn't exist. And the reason why, a lot of reason why that I am starting this coaching business or really getting it off the ground is because I saw that entrepreneurs and small business owners and professional black women weren't getting paid for what they were worth, you know, and they were, you know, penny anting what we were worth. And it brought me back to my understanding of slavery and how we helped build America. Our, our ancestors, our black ancestors helped build this world and, or let me not say world, but USA. And yet we got very little credit for it. Our children are not being taught about us. Our generations are being lost because they're in this enslaved mentality that we have to be this way, that we can't ask for what we want, that we have to do, do extra special things in order for the cops not to bother us, in order for the people to notice us. We have to be, we have to dress up and do things differently. And we have to be all about on our P's and Q's, you know, when we're doing something. And they used to say that to me when I was in, when I first started real estate in 1999. And, um, I said to them, why? When I go out to the Hamptons, they were in flip flops and shorts. What's the problem? I don't get it. Well, you're black. I still don't get it. If they can do it, we're on the same playing field. I just sold a house that was $900,000. Yeah, $900,000. So what's the problem? Why do I have to dress up and look different and, and look better and pretend and fake it and buy a Mercedes and get this great big watch and all of this? Why? Why do I have to do that? It's because... The person that was telling me was enslaved and their, their mind was really about the hardship and wasn't about where we could go and wh what we could do at that very moment. So the real talk about the truth about starting your own business, ladies and gentlemen, professionals, career oriented folks, um, uh, solopreneurs, entrepreneurs, entrepreneurs, all of you that are starting your businesses or, or are starting some kind of different modality in the business world. What I find a lot of times, because I spent a lot of time when I was doing this researching, I spent about three years researching how I could do this and how business should be, and how I should start it up. And what's so amazing is that the people that didn't like me, or the people that kind of like was a little afraid of me, taught me a lot, because I, I was quiet, and I listened. And I wasn't about running my mouth, because I wanted them to tell me what was necessary for me to make my business grow. So when you want to find out information, I want to tell you guys, shut your mouths, be quiet, get some useful advice from people 
that have businesses that are successful, not from people who are sitting at the table with you. Now, yeah, you can do a mastermind. No problem. You can do a mastermind because I've done several of those. And other people have great ideas that can give you. But if you want to scale, if you want to climb that mountain, if you want to be on the next level, listen to someone or be mentored by someone who has what you want. So you have to be lucky enough to get that. And I did get that out of somebody that was a millionaire, took me under his wing and said, and taught me everything. And he's not here now. He he passed away, but it was, it was a gift to me because I sat and I listened and I learned. I never asked anyone that didn't have anything advice about something that I wanted. See, that's, that's a difference when you're in real, real business got to talk to somebody who knows what they're talking about. You can't ask your friend, not to say your friend is not going to support you, but if they don't know what you're talking about, you're just venting. You're not creating or inventing your business. Okay? So here's some advice that my friend, my mentor, that I'll never forget, gave me while I was starting my business. He said, starting can be the hardest part. Don't be afraid to start. And I always remember that whenever I start something, whenever I get, I get an idea in my head and I want to do it. And, and it may be, may not look great. May not sound like Oprah, may not look like Iyanla, may not look like Queen Latifah, which are, those are my three favorite people, celebrities. Um, it may not look like that. But I started, and when I started, I always got or was rewarded more than I ever could imagine because the people that rewarded me saw what was in me, and they knew the intention, even though it didn't look real right or didn't look good, (laughs) you know, and that's the reality of it. Get started. Stop procrastinating. Stop building somebody else's business with your hard work, spending 50 and 60 hours at their job and only spending two hours on doing your business, you know? And that's why we hustle because we're so busy 80 hours with their, with their job on that, on that job. And then we don't cut it off to do our business and our business becomes lacking. Get started. Don't let the, uh, the opinions of other people hinder you. You see, when you're doing this, this is your book. You write the story. You spend so much time doubting ourselves. Why not now be filled with the belief? And that's the missing part. With the belief that we can do this. We can get it done. We can do it step by step. But we don't start because we want it perfect not even Oprah was perfect when she began because I rem- I was watching one of her old shows the other day and I was like, that's nothing like it is now. Nothing like it is now. Just begin. Somehow just get started. And, you know, there's opportunities for us. 
There's people that are there for us. We just got to get started. And we have to continuously take action. Okay? Ladies and gentlemen, are you still listening out there? Okay. So, it's all right if you're not okay. All right? You just got to be okay with not knowing the next step. See, we want to know the next step because we're always over-consumed about the next step. Let me tell you, owning a business can feel like a constant battle. It becomes your life and you need to be completely dedicated. A big part of early struggle is not having consistent money coming in every week. You have to budget. What the problem is, when we start doing these, when we start our businesses, we spend money on the things we shouldn't spend money on, especially, especially cars, watches, suits that we don't really need in order to look nice. But we do that because we're worried about what somebody else may think about us or what idea that somebody may get of us if we don't do that. But if you notice all the multi million dollar millionaires they wear regular clothes. They have quality but it's regular clothes. They don't think about impressing you and they don't care about that. They impress you with the product that they put out. That's what it, that's the dedication. And they have a budget that they go by in the beginning. So you spend it on things that are necessary for your business, like a business plan, like a coach, like a bank account, like getting a credit card or a debit card, creating a, a, um, minority women's business, um, certification. Getting all your ducks in a row to be legitimate. Getting your IRS EIN number. Spending that time to get that stuff right. So you don't have to start in the middle. When you're in the middle, you have to start again because things are not working out. And that's what I find that people don't put the foundational work in. uh, Into being an entrepreneur. You know, that's why we can float over to from one product or one business to another because we haven't set up the first business structurally to be dedicated in in it. You will constantly be weary about money if you don't create a budget. We don't do that. It's not created. You create a budget and stick to it. This is what I'm going to spend. This is not what this is not what I'm going to do. You know, you stick to it. But that's before the business starts, not when the business is in trouble. It's important to stay super focused on the future because as an entrepreneur, you can't just live in the moment. Most of us are either swimming in debt or living week to week unsure of what may come next 
The hope is that you gain traction and you have a clientele and the success starts. But you have to have a budget and stick to that budget. You can't go off that budget. And only time that you do is when you create in your budget entertainment or celebration because you hit a milestone and it's factored in the budget. Believe me, I've done that before. I've stuck to it. And if I went outside that, it had to be a really important deal, really important that I would go outside of that budget. But for the first few years, stick to that budget. We're so afraid to invest in ourselves and do the right things and set up the foundational work that we get lost in the source. And then when we get in the middle and in the third year, things start falling apart and you want somebody to help you and then it's too late. Invest from the beginning. Okay. Now, here's another one. Being your own boss doesn't always mean you're the boss. (laughs) Don't I know it? This part of it is, I don't like the word boss. Um, He used the word boss, but I'm going to say supervisor, CEO, you know, authority, main authority on making decisions, okay? I didn't like being told what to do. That's why I became my own CEO, because... It felt natural to me, but that wasn't the real truth. The truth was that I didn't like what was happening in a situation that the way people were treated, I didn't, it didn't line up with my values, my core values. So I decided to go out on my own. The the CEO the 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 executive role is a hard pill to swallow you see in early stages of my business i would want to make to cut ties with difficult or unreasonable clients i soon quickly stop that because I found that conquering this, the difficult and unreasonable client, they became my most dedicated followers. <laughs> so I had to ask myself, I need to, you know, I had to say to myself, I need to learn how to work with difficult clients. Or I need to struggle to pay my bills. Which one what did I want to do? So I learned quickly expecting the perfect client was naive. As I grew personally, my business grew professionally. Refraining from letting someone who was hard to deal with affect my goals was essentially putting myself and my business ahead of my ego and my emotions. That rationale allowed me to get to where I am today. Being your own boss or your own CEO doesn't always mean you're the boss. You know what's right. You have to learn and about yourself personally and grow personally 
so your business can grow professionally. Making your own schedule doesn't free up your schedule. This is what I'm saying. Okay, so I have uh, many clients who are, I think I have five, five clients, five clients, right? Five clients who are time management. You know, we need to discuss time management. And I wish somebody would have warned me about the misconception of free time. The day I decided to work for myself, the fairy tale of free time ceased to exist. There were, there's only two types of free time for entrepreneurs. Productive time and unproductive time. <laughs> I got you. And that's why I say my time is productive. My, what I do is productive. There is no work hours and no off hours. You haven't earned the luxury as you, as a beginner to say that you're off. Okay. I didn't do that. I, I had to, because in the beginning I had to get to that place. And here's another part of this. Um, when you're freeing up your schedule, you got to learn to delegate in your schedule. We don't do that. We don't trust no one. Delegation has nothing to do with trust. It has to do with their ability. Trust issues are your own issues. You need to fix that. Because it doesn't work well in the business. If you're doing all the work, then why you hire employees? Hello. But I digress. I made the mistake of believing I had earned some downtime because I, how hard I was working, how, and how well my business appeared to be doing at one point. Unfortunately, my productivity slipped and the business plateaued. So I decided to change my mindset. When I had another idea, I said, I don't want to be a hobbyist because when you're not making money, you're a hobbyist. I don't want to be a hobbyist. It became easy and easier to juggle my responsibilities when I started to, to delegate, when I, when I started to be honest with myself about how unproductive I allowed myself to be and seeking help to resolve those bad habits brought me back on track. See, that's the thing that we don't do. We don't seek help. When we're, when we're drowning, we just like, ah, let us drown. We just go ahead and go under. And we can't. When we're being unproductive, let me tell you about what being unproductive is. One day I was sitting in my office, right? Sitting in my office. And I, at that point I had 15 agents in one office. So I was in one day and I was telling one of my assistants to do something. And I said, I got to give me two hours to do this work. So I said, okay. He's, she said, okay. So I, she walked away. She took care of the phone calls and wh- whatever. I went to my desk and I, I just started looking through things. But as I'm looking, as I'm at my desk, I'm seeing the calls come in and then the computer's pinging that I'm, I'm getting these emails. So I'm looking at the paper 
and I, and, I, and I would move the papers from one side of the desk, from one pile, and flip them over upside down on the other side of the desk and never completed anything. Unproductive. When I saw myself doing that, I said, what am I doing? What am, I got to be honest with myself. What am I doing? I asked my assistant to do this, this, and this, and I'm not allowing her to do it. Control. Just want to say, lose the control, ladies and gentlemen. Lose it. If you want to keep your business, lose the control. No matter how great you think you are, you can't do it all on your own. So I often hear uh, community members, I'm sorry, community advocates, um, you know, business owners, some of my clients say it, I can't trust other people to do it the way I do it. Everybody's not here to do it the way you do it. See, trust issues are you. It ain't got nothing to do with nobody else. You may be great. You may be great at what you do. But until you understand the importance of building a team, most entrepreneurs are going to fail. Why? Because they're a jack of all trades and they are master of none. You get stuck in the do-it-yourself mode. And forget there are many talented people out there in the world that you can lead to be even better than you. But see, there goes your ego. That's that stuff in business. Just saying. Leads you into this me mentality and not a team mentality. In business, as an entrepreneur, as a, you know, a professional as a career oriented person, small business owner, entrepreneur, you need to build a team. I learned early to build a team around me because I can't do everything. And that I can't, the things I need done, I need, I need the team to get it done for me. So I started building team members that were outside my network so I can call up and say, hey, I need this mortgage. Can you do da 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 yeah, sure. Then I didn't have to worry about that, and I closed the deal. You learn to build teams. You don't have to go home if you don't go big. Don't believe anyone that tells you that you have to jump in headfirst to run a successful business. The idea that you're wasting your time if you haven't dedicated all of it, it's ridiculous. You could run a business alongside a fulfilling career and simply use it as your creative outlet. This way you can let it grow naturally and when it's time to jump into it fully, you'll know what, how to make that leap. Or you can simply continue to have it as a, most people say, side hustle, which I don't like the word hustle because that means you do anything and everything to get it done. I don't like that word. But a side business. People ask me constantly why I don't leave my full-time job and just migrate to my 
my career that I, I know that I can do magnificently. And I tell them I'm in, they're in my plan, my five-year plan. I'm not in theirs. I know how to leave when it's time to leave. See, I love the work I do. And sometimes I don't even like the people that I work with, but I know there's a bigger creation that's going on. And it's bigger than me. And what I do in my business enhances my business. Oh no, what I do in my work enhances my business. Doing both may leave me a few less hours of fun per week, but I also get the work on the side projects done that stimulate my mind and help me have that full-time gig and it's a win-win. It's not so hard, you know, for the day. It's not that hard. And the last tidbit of my stuff about business is everything that can go wrong will. It's Murphy's Law. Our entrepreneurs tr- tend to be over, overly optimistic about the future and downplay the risks. This has been one of my greatest lessons to this day, especially if you're starting out without the weight of a family. You tend to throw caution to the wind. But I had a family, and I couldn't throw it all the way to the wind, but I did. And the reality is that over time, everything you think that can go wrong will. And so will things you don't think So save for the rainy day, they will come. And trust in the process, because the sun tends to shine brightest after a storm. It's just that simple. Now this is some of the stuff that my mentor told me about real talk about starting your own business. And I want you to be, to be open about that. this. And this is the first episode of the stuff about my life, about what I learned, about business, relationship, finances, my church life, my love stuff, and my children's stuff. (laughs) So I hope that this episode gave you some light into being an entrepreneur. Remember to subscribe, like, and hit the notification button so that you won't miss another episode of me talking about the stuff about me. This is Edna White, and you are on Keeping It Real on Purpose. Thank you for listening in, and I'm telling you, I appreciate you very much, and I want you to remember... I want you to remember and keep this in your brain, ladies and gentlemen. Always go for the joy. Life is here for you to enjoy today.